So most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. We all remember that last week, okay, if you listened to the national media, you would have thought that the sky was falling in Baltimore, Bobby, after the Ravens lost to the Colts. That was that week, and now they're back to gushing about the purple and black. Go figure. Uh, we'll get into why Superman, a.k.a. Lamar Jackson, is back in the minds of some, even though he never left in our minds. <laughs> we're also going to share their honest first impressions of this new offense under Todd Monk, and it's going to be a full landscape from national media reaction. Well, I am Sarah Ellison alongside my guy, Bobby Trossett. It is Wednesday, October 4th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault, brought to you by this episode's small business Patreon title sponsor. It is Operational Excellence Advisors. It's your guide to business excellence and innovation. So I'm looking forward to this topic because Mike Tomlin had his Steelers press conference on Tuesday in which he broke down some key Ravens players and probably had, not probably, I think he definitely had the quote of the year when describing Wednesday Flowers. It was very good. Uh, we will also have the signings Tuesday that the Ravens have made. And I've also got just a couple under the radar film study of Seriously, hilarious plays that you may have missed and had gone under the radar. Yeah, we got all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So what we do on Mondays and Tuesdays, typically, now that we're in the swing of things uh, in this NFL season, Sarah, month two, crazy enough, week five, is that's where we like, sift through all the national reactions, in some cases overreaction. Ravens have known all about that in the last couple of weeks after the Colts loss. But you did that. I did it last week. You did the majority of that for us. So a lot of what I'm about to consume here is for the first time. So take us through it. I think you began with what, ESPN? Yeah, it's, it's all ESPN. It's all from NFL Live. I took one segment. There were other things, but um, I thought this one encapsulated just kind of the general feeling for the Ravens this week. And it's just... Uh, before I get to it, uh, obviously they're going to be gushing. Um, last week when we got to it, it was like, holy moly, you guys are overreacting to one loss. And that's the way I feel again. I think that they're overreacting to one win. Uh, that being said, we covered it last week and we, you know, uh, this week we're going to cover it. And I say enjoy it, okay, because it is a week-to-week -week league. The Ravens, they're not crowned yet, but holy moly, they're, they, they're going on a little good stretch in the division. So, 
We're going to start with NFL Live uh, on ESPN, and it opens up with Andrew Hawkins. If you recognize his name, he's a former Bengals and Browns wide receiver, played elsewhere and did other things, but um, that's his connection to AFC North. So this was his reaction to the Ravens win on Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, you know that place really well. All right, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. He's been doing really well. Uh, giving him a chance to run has led to good things for the Ravens. We like that. Baltimore 40 and 13 when Jackson gets five or more designed rushes on, called bro. for him in the game. They're just 12 and 9 when he plays and has fewer than five. Obviously, a huge piece of his game. He's electric when he can do that. An impressive Sunday from Baltimore overall, Hawk. Have they reached yeah. the high expectations that many had preseason? They're doing it too, by the way. Two starting receivers out, left tackle out, yep. right tackle out go, goes out during the game. They haven't reached the, the height of what they can be right? yet. Yep. And they look really good. They are yeah. still finish, figuring this out. It's not a finished product. But they are leaning into what Lamar is good at, right? And now I think that is smart. He is a great runner. It's not reckless running. It's a part of the game plan. Mm. And they've paid him. So they're like, hey, let's put this in, in into practice. Oh, Zay Flowers and what he's done to give them a threat down the field. As he continues to mature as a young receiver, if he gives them consistent threat down the field and Andrew stays healthy in the middle, this offense is going to be really scary. Yeah, so I actually think Andrew Hawkins has it right on. I don't think he overreacted in terms of saying that the Ravens haven't even reached their potential yet. I think we all believe that with this new offense, missing the weapons, as they pointed out. Uh, and then I loved his phrase, Bobby, where he said, yeah, Lamar runs, and that's never going to end unless a defense decides to take that away from him, and then he'll just solely go to the air. But he said, yeah, he runs, but it's not reckless running. I think that's the perfect phrase for it when people are like, oh, it's dangerous. And all they do is look at a stat sheet and they see what other running backs do when they run that much. Lamar uh, does not get hit hard very often. And the way Munkin schemed it up, I mean, he had, I mean, he went untouched twice into the end zone. So love that. Not reckless running. Then comes in Swag Goo, a.k.a. Marcus Spears. Former Raven, former Cowboy before that, but we know he was here with the Ravens, and he has always been a big Lamar Jackson fan. And after a game like Lamar had on uh, Sunday, which we broke down on film in our last episode, go back and check it out if you haven't yet, uh, he was very happy to see Lamar and what he did, and I loved what he calls him. Superman entered the building against Cleveland. Think about the conversation mm. we were having about the Browns' defense before this yep. game. They're, they're number and, one defense in the league. And we've had this conversation. I've always contested this. He is the ultimate equalizer in a football game. Yep. Lamar Jackson, even if, you, even if he's not playing well, throwing the rock, he's still the ultimate equalizer. This play right here was so phenomenal. It was a oh. great job by Todd Munkin, too. He brought Zay Flowers across. Linebackers reacted. Lamar had free access to the end zone. And so, so you design these runs, right? And we heard Jim Schwartz earlier in the week when they asked him, he was like, we're going to go get it. We can't sit back and allow Lamar Jackson to stand back and shake guy. We're going to go get him. Well, going get him ain't the answer either. <laughs> like, I don't know what Good you luck. do against him. And to your point, like, Zay Flower has added, added an element to this uh, offense yep. where when he gets the ball in his hands in any situation, yeah. it's like Lamar having the mm -hmm. ball as well. Uh, yeah, so Superman, we've all called Lamar Superman before. Uh, he's he's absolutely right on that. Hilarious because we did cover it. This is we did this on the Friday 
morning vault before the Browns game is, you know, as we said, Schwartz is coming after Lamar and here's Swagoo being like, all right, well, you don't want to sit back, but clearly going after him isn't the answer either. And when Lamar is on, there is no answer, Bobby. Like when he's just feeling it the way he was on Sunday, uh, you know, you just got to say a prayer if you're the opponent. And the last thing, and I 1000% agree with this. He called Lamar the ultimate equalizer. This is why, Bobby, I lived through the Joe Flacco contract era. Joe Flacco, on his rookie deal, was great in the offseason. Almost, I mean, every single year. He was Joe Cool, January Joe. Phenomenal. But when it came time that he got paid and then, you know, got deep into his contract and the Ravens couldn't put as many expensive veterans around him, Joe Flacco is grateful as I am, and we all are, that he helped the Ravens win a Super Bowl and he went on a historic run, he couldn't carry a team. So there are a lot of fans, when it comes time to pay Lamar, nervous because of that, which I get. But I wasn't as nervous, and we'll find out. I feel like Lamar can carry a team. And and he has because of so many injuries. We've seen him do it time and time and time again. Now, it'll get harder, and he'll have to be a you know more and more and more of a Superman the deeper it gets into his contract because he gets paid more. But there's only so many people in this league that can carry a team. Patrick Mahomes is one. He started losing his weapons. He still carries his team. There's a few other people. Lamar is one of those people. That's how you know somebody's elite. I'll get your impressions of all of this after, after, at the end. Um, Dan Orlovsky, he did a quick film breakdown. We kind of already went through that on our own yesterday. But then everybody was asked, what are your impressions of Todd Munkin? And we've talked about this before that last week, ESPN, but this was Stephen A. And, um, and, uh, Shannon. Ugh, who, yeah, Shannon Sharp both said that they see no difference. Uh, I think that Dan Orlovsky has a, has a better take on it along with these other guys. Well, I'm curious about the scheme from Munkin because I think a lot of us were excited to see him there and see what he would do. As I mentioned off the top, he's doing it without even some of their best players or a mm-hmm. full compliment, I guess is a better way to put it. What have you seen so far from him? Yeah, the run game scheme is different with Lamar because it's way more spread out now mm-hmm. than it used to be shrunk down. Yeah. The way that they're using the motions with it. Pass game-wise, it's still not there. Yeah. But I have to give them like grace and understanding Bateman and OBJ haven't practiced much. Right. And until they do, it's just not going to get And another there. thing – oh, go ahead, Hulk. I was going to say, when they, when they have the opportunity in the pass game, they're still making plays because Lamar is who he is. Right. But I think I love most about this offense is even when bad plays happen, even when it's not going – they don't flinch, yeah. and it's consistent. And if you look at them in the fourth quarter, they're as effective as they were at the beginning of the I game. I think he had a little bit of Monk, and I'm talking about the uh, offensive coordinator. I think he had a little bit of I want to show people we're going to push this ball down the yeah. field early in the season because yeah. of those weapons. And you can get drunk on that. And now he doesn't have the guys to do and it. And doesn't just have yet. the guys, so he's familiarized himself and remembered, like, yep. oh, my quarterback. By the way, when they <laughs> do have that, though, my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I the target with the arrow emoji right there with what um Dan said. Uh it's the 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 run game and what it's different, and this is what we said all offseason. He uses all the blades of grass across the field, 52 yards, right? I think it's 52. Um wide. But then they saw what we saw. He was pushing the ball downfield, and then it kind of disappeared. Well, that's going to happen when you lose two of your top three wide receivers. So, uh, so anyway, I, I really, I actually like this whole thing. I think that they were really, really kind to the Ravens, but I don't think that you know they were crowning them just yet. They were said the the potential's there. 
Um, but I, I thought that they kind of kind of nailed it on this one. What are your thoughts there, Bobby? Yeah, I think you covered it well. I thought it was even keeled. I thought it was balanced. I thought it was there was not a lot of overreaction there whatsoever, right? You got some great points being made that you referenced, like Hawkins talking about the it's not reckless running, it's part of the game plan, which is what we've seen from Lamar. Yet we always know that plan B, when things break down, is when he can be at his best. You got Marcus Spears, who's essentially saying that Lamar's the great equalizer, like 48 and 17 as a career starter with that win over Cleveland, 48 and 17. So yes, to your point, there's only a select few of quarterbacks in this league and Mahomes and Jackson are two of them that can put the team on their back, which is just miraculous in so many ways. And then Orlovsky to make sure that he acknowledges that Bateman and OBJ are not there. That's two pieces of the puzzle that aren't allowing this, this offense to fully take that leap, to take those steps week in and week out, camaraderie-wise, and really just what their their sheer presences alone would mean uh, for opening up other opportunities for other guys. So I like it. I, I just think it's so different than a week ago with the other panelists uh, in the yeah, ESPN exactly. with, with, with Shannon and Stephen A. So, And again, who knows? It could change, but that was pretty level-headed and even-keeled, I thought. So... You want to get into Tomlin? Right. Or you had one yeah, more yeah, take us through it. I know that you listened to all of, did you listen to all of Tomlin? So I was going to say, so that was your bread and butter on Tuesday. Yeah, this Mine one's yours. was listening to, I listened to all of Mike Tomlin and guess what? I'll do it again and twice on Sunday. This guy <laughs> is unbelievably well He's a good coach. He's, hope, he's a good coach too. I don't necessarily get the sense that he and Harbaugh, because of how old school they are, will become broadcasters in their post-retirement. But my gosh, I hope that he considers it because, Sarah, the diction, the conviction, the vocabulary, the intensity. What did you say before we went on the air? What did you call He it? comes across to me as very authoritative. <laughs> and and that, and it's partly because of his passion and the way he, like, delivers it. But it's also because it's like he's so confident in, and you, and you almost like, you're like, yeah, he's, yeah. Like I believe him, you know, and you're like somebody in authority, you kind of give respect to them. You know what I mean? And you hate that because it's the Steelers and you hate the Steelers, but you got to give respect to the coach because yeah. he's that good. He gives respect to others week in and week out, as you know, because you covered this team, you, you were a part of this team. You were in house for over a decade. And so at least twice a year, you probably had to watch these press conferences. Mike, puts together preparation-wise an entire monologue before he takes yes. questions about every yes. single team every single week. And so not only does he come in polished and ready to go, he comes in and, and insightfully shares what he feels like are the challenges at hand for his team based on what he's watched the following day on Monday because he played on Sunday. So yeah. it, I, I just thought it was it's, – it's so eloquent – it's it's so polished that I just yeah I really enjoy listening to him. He's a savant <laughs> of the game, and he's a historian and somebody who's been around for long longest. Matter of fact, there's only I think I mentioned this on the post game. There's only two head coaches above John Harbaugh in terms of long long tenured right now in the league. It's Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin who came in. Tomlin's one know, year ahead, I think. Yeah, one year. Oh eight for Harbs. Oh yeah. seven for Tomlin. So I I've pulled yep. three clips. Three clips from the press conference that's available on, on, on Steelers.com, YouTube, all that stuff. The first is him acknowledging the versatility and flexibility that Kyle Hamilton has given Mike McDonald's defense in year two for number 14. Um, really respect uh, Kyle Hamilton's development 
um, saw his versatility a year ago. They got short at corner. He played nickel um, and played it very well, good around the line of scrimmage in terms of his blitzing and, and run tackling and his ability to cover receivers as a slot corner. Obviously, he's a, is a safety um, by trade, and uh, he moved to safety at the start of this season. But they've had some injuries and so forth, and he's played safety and nickel. And you see his talents in both, in both places. He's good in the middle of the field. He's good as a blitzer. Um, he's good in coverage. And um, evidently, obviously, he's smart um, because of all the things that, that, he, that he does for them. He's been asked to do a lot over the last couple of years. Last year was his rookie year, sophomore season right now. has been a plenty of injuries, as Mike noted there. Nickel, safety, going up to the line of scrimmage, batting down balls, sacking the quarterback with blitz packages that Mike dials up for him. He's done it all, and he's, he's checked off the versatility box that a lot of us, uh, when we were learning about him coming out of Notre Dame, thought that he might be able to uh, evolve into. He has been excellent. He has been excellent in whatever position, whatever role they give him. And it's just imagine the flexibility because Geno Stone has been playing great too. He's got two interceptions. Lights Marcus out. Williams could, could lights up. Marcus Williams could very well be back this week. Marlon Humphrey, I'd like to see him back on the practice field. But if he's back on the practice field, it doesn't mean he's going to play in a game. But woo, what a compliment of DBs the Ravens are going to have when those guys return. And then you can really use Kyle Hamilton and all of his flexibility like anywhere back there, up to the line of scrimmage, go ahead and drop him back. Tight ends, running backs, whatever, he's got your back. Speaking of the compliment, the second level of Baltimore's defense was acknowledged and talked about uh, in glowing fashion. Not as much as Zay Flowers, which we'll get to in our third and final clip. But the second level, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Mike had a whole lot to say about what he refers to as the dynamic duo. You better be really good once we've handled the intellectual component of it at physically winning the matchup component of it. And um, if you're trying to do that, you, talk, you start with talking about these linebackers. Uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, man, is a dynamic duo. Um, they are. Um, they're all situational guys. Man, you could put five wide outs on the field. I'd imagine that those two guys are still going to be on the field, and I think that just speaks to how significant they are um, in run circumstances and pass circumstances, whether it's in coverage or as blitzers. Man, they are impactful. Uh, we got to work our tails off to get hats on those guys at all times, um, understanding that they're still going to make a play or two or they're going to make their plays. Um, they defeat blocks and get where they're going. Um, those guys are the catalyst for that unit. <laughs> We better be good. We we better be good. I just love you're right. It's it's a it's authoritative, it's intense. It's like I'm sure he's got his coaches speak, he's got his locker room speaking. He's obviously got his media availability speak, but man, is this I love the what he had to say. He's just he's very well studied. All he had was Monday. And of yeah. course, these guys know look, they see each other twice a year and and, and all these guys know each other. In Zay's case, Mike Tomlin's son played with Zay at Boston College. So, like, he's watched these guys for, for years in Zay's case. But just very well studied. He's able to rip all this off without a teleprompter or anything. You know that he's, like, used Monday, yeah, to watch all this film on the Ravens. And so, yeah, he's definitely prepared. I love the part where he's like, once you understand, like, where they're going to be and you have, like, you know, the, the X's and O's component. <laughs> yeah, intellectually, that was the word. Then he goes, but then you have the physical component. And he's like, you got to win that. And I'm like, eh, good luck against these two. Good luck. Uh, yeah.
All right, let's finish here in terms of uh, Tomlin snippets. Zay Flowers, um, this generated a lot of buzz online, a lot of reaction. I knew it as soon as I heard it that this would just jump off, and and it's just it, it's so again it's 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 so insightful. You we've gotten to a point where the adjectives are starting to run out, the phrases are starting to run out in terms of how we can adequately describe Zay Flowers, but somehow, unsurprisingly. Mike Tomlin one-upped us. Zay Flowers, can't say enough about him. Uh, dynamic player. Um, not surprised that he's having the type of success uh, that he's having. I personally have seen a lot of him. Um, his tangible talents are one thing, and, and those are obvious. Um, he, he's, he's got really good speed, um, short area burst, um, change of direction, um, and body control and those things. But um, I quickly understood about him and from watching him at B.C., that, that the interesting component of his calling card is the fearlessness in his play. Um, he is fearless. Um, he runs into dark places at full speed. He's combative in his play. Um, that's probably the platform that, 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 provides, that provides him an opportunity to make the type of plays that he makes. Um, he will not be intimidated. He is, he is combative and competitive in all circumstances. I've, quite, quite honestly, I've never seen him flinch. And I've watched a lot of football um of that young man obviously uh because he played at bc so here's my favorite snippet from from what you just heard there uh, and this is what i tweeted quote the interesting component of his calling card is the fearlessness in his play he is fearless he runs in wait for it he runs into dark places at full speed <laughs> what I've never heard of that in my life, and it makes so much sense, and it's perfectly put. Then, at the end, quite honestly, I've never seen him flinch. As you said the, earlier, as chef's kiss, it was perfectly said. It's eloquent. It's spot on, and it perfectly describes Zay. Bobby, you know me by now. Our listeners who have been with us <laughs> from the beginning know me. I like football and following professional sports, really any sports, because I use it as metaphors in my life. Okay. Yeah. Do you in your life think you're going bad? Do you run into dark places at full speed? Cause let's <laughs> go. Cause that's where fear comes from. I'm not joking. I will not go get too far into the story, but early in my marriage, my husband, he's a doctor. So he's always aware of like the bad things that can happen. He sees it every day at work. Yep. He bought me a book called the gift of fear because he wanted me to tap in a little bit more into fear so that I was a little bit more cautious, you know, for myself and our kids, because that's just, I just like, let's go. <laughs> so he's like, having a little bit of fear could be good, but no, man, no. When things are dark, when things are dark in life, are you running into it full speed, fearless, just to like beat it, to win that, to win it. I just love that phrase. And I know it's only football, but you know I have to apply it to life. Absolutely, yeah, I think that, I love yeah. that, uh, and and that's what he perfectly encapsulated there, and that's what Zay backs up that's on what the his personality field. is. Yes, yeah, yes. and it's his since personality. the moment he showed up, right? Since the moment Absolutely. he showed up, he was that guy at BC. He was that guy in preseason, and so far through four early weeks of his rookie year, he's been that guy in Baltimore. We'll see if it continues. Before you get to film study that we missed, that, that you will uh, lead us through. Here's some roster moves, just a, a few sort of... Wait, 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 real quick, before you yeah. get to roster moves, real quick. Tomlin did say that Kenny Pickett, he's oh, the you. starting quarterback, he's going to practice 
today, Wednesday. He has a bone bruise, and they're just going to see how he feels. So whether or not he's going to play could be determined. We saw this with Deshaun Watson. It's like he tried with the shoulder, didn't end up making it. Yep. If he can't go, we know it'll be Mitch Trubisky. Tr Tr Trubisky. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. He's played twice against the Ravens. Once as a Chicago bear and once as a Steeler. in those two games. He's 30 of 46 for 389 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and he's been sacked five times and lost a fumble. So, Ravens took advantage of a backup quarterback in Cleveland. Not so much against the Colts. We'll see if Kenny Pickett plays and what the Ravens might do if they have to do a, a backup. Sorry, back to the roster signing. No, no, thank you, because I skipped right mm -hmm. over that. So so the Bears signed defensive back Deron Harmon to their active roster. It's relevant because they scooped him off of Baltimore's practice squad. So one less DB. The Ravens also... Uh, they made three practice squad additions on top of that. Uh, Eric Tomlinson, who's a familiar face in the in the tight end room, cornerback Trey Swilling, uh, and safety DeAndre Houston Carson, who spent time with the Ravens over the summer. Tomlinson, you might remember, he'd been with the Ravens back in the 2020 and 2021 seasons. Uh, again, Houston Carson was, was with Baltimore in the preseason, and then the wide receiver undrafted rookie out of Maryland, Dante Demas, was released to make space. Hopefully, he'll be back and forth. Hopefully, he'll get a chance. Probably not going to be in Baltimore, but hopefully, he'll get a chance at some point because he's got some 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 game as we saw in preseason. So, I'll unless you have anything to react to there, uh, it's film study. Uh, just time. just just one thing. I do think that Eric Tomlinson. I know it's just practice squad, but Eric Tomlinson is an interesting one to me. Obviously, the Ravens have three tight ends. None of them. Their calling card is really a blocking tight end. That's what Tomlinson does. I'm curious if they're, and he's a veteran. I'm just curious about that one. I'm just curious if, if he's going to find a way into a game. So, dang good blocking uh, one, too. Really good one. Really good one. Okay. Film study. So, just some things that, that we may have missed. Let's see what I got here first. I wish that these were labeled down here, but they're not. Let's see what we got. Okay. 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 This one. <laughs> okay. This, I got to give credit to Sam Monson from PFF. And the quote of his tweet when he he got this video out, he goes, Gus Edwards saved Lamar Jackson's life, okay? Because check this out. After this snap, after the snap, okay, he, he Miles Garrett blows by McCary here, okay? Look at this. I mean, McCary, he is so fast. McCary, like, gets up from the snap. And Miles Garrett is already past him, and he, like, barely gets, like, a hand on him, right? He got so him. Meanwhile, he gone. Meanwhile, Lamar is faking a handoff to Gus Edwards as an about to throw. Check this out because Miles Garrett is a scary dude and he's coming essentially un essentially unblocked. And check out Gus Edwards. Boom! Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Watch that again. Here he comes. Boom! Oh. Now it was an incomplete pass. But we didn't need. This is why some people started criticizing Harbaugh again in the in the third and fourth quarter. He went conservative, and I'm like, I don't care. The Ravens are up 21 to three. You do not have your left tackle. You've got Miles Garrett breathing down. You make sure Lamar Jackson gets out of this game safe and sound. But thank you, Gus Edwards, because that could have been nasty. That was great execution right there, and that would have been a heck of a quarterback hit if you hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah. All right, now this next one is Tyler Linderbaum. All right, try to try to look find the guy who's snapping the ball. Let's bring this one up. 
Okay. Oh, okay. So this is Ryan Mink. Ryan gets the uh, purple circles around it. I'm sure Ravens Productions helps him out with that. So that's quite nice. So let's bring it back again. Okay. There he is snapping the ball. He's looking around. Check the, this like almost combination uh, <laughs> block off, but uh, it's a little unconventional. Here we go. Gets snapped. The ball goes off one guy. Boom! <laughs> yeah. So good. He like, he like, Goes to help combination block on the one defensive tackle. Notices another guy's coming. He's like, oh, I got to get him. But I'm not going to get there soon enough. So let me just back into him literally with my back. And it actually was a really good block. That's the funny thing is number 44 really gets taken out of like his, uh, his, his, what's the word I'm looking for? His path to the quarterback. So of course our guy Cole Jackson, who uh, is like, brands himself as like the offensive line study guy right so ryan reaches out to him and he's like yo we got to give this a nickname what do we call this this is so good cole is so good he says rather than a crack back block how about we call it a back crack block <laughs> <laughs> oh cole <laughs> that was good especially on like the fly like that okay last one we talked about zay earlier this is hilarious. So this was pulled by our guy Spencer Schultz. Uh, he slows it down. Do I get to talk over this? Is does my get, am I? Can you still hear me? Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, sometimes when it's in the other one. All right. Check this out. <laughs> Zay catches the ball from Lamar. Does juke move so badly that the two Browns linebackers run into each other and they take each other out on the play. Yep. So when Swagoo in that original uh, that original clip that I brought in, when he says that Zay is like another Lamar Jackson with the ball in his hands, kind of, yeah. I mean, that's just like stutter, stutter, stutter. Whoop, 22. Oh, I'm going to try to come back and get him. Oh, six misses him. Oh, six blocks, 22. Y'all both on the ground. Zay Flowers doing damage once again. Man, the turn degree radius on that, his, the, the angle of which he was, I don't even know how to describe properly how his body moved through that lateral movement. But yeah, just made, made the, turned those guys into a collision, basically. Unbelievable. All, All right, right that's hits. the stuff you just cannot teach. That is God-given stuff from Zay. Quick right. hits before we get to some emails, which we're looking forward to. And we we know we have not been great with our monthly mailbags. That is something that's just fallen under the, the cracks. since the season started. Yeah. It's hey, just, we're it's doing just like eight episodes a week. It's tough here. Yeah. Hopefully people I'm appreciate I'm going to give ourselves some grace. We will absolutely get back to them. And we're going to make up. We're going to make up for it right now by getting through some emails right after these quick hits. Uh, PFF, Baltimore Ravens account. Most covered snaps without allowing a touchdown among all cornerbacks. Brandon Stevens. Leads that category with 189. Sarah just picked up his first interception, obviously, in Cleveland, playing great football for them. I know you you definitely singled him out during a post-game show, as you should have. He's a great story for this team right now. So most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays, and mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, 
If your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Got nothing to add. I'll let you keep rolling down these quick hits. Make Roquan them actually quick. Smith. I like it. Roquan Smith in coverage as the primary target this season. 16 targets, 11 receptions allowed, 65 yards allowed, six stops, three forced incompletions, and a PFF coverage grade, which is first among Ravens players of 85.6. Agent Zero checking in. The Ravens are a three and a half point favorite at the Steelers. Again, probably no Kenny Pickett. That's according to Caesar Sportsbook. Lamar is one and two as a starter versus Pittsburgh, as Jamison Hensley notes on Twitter. Steelers are the only team that Jackson has thrown more interceptions, six, than touchdown passes, four, against in his career. And this goes to show you that the only team, really, that he's struggled against consistently throughout his career, and a lot of this is skewed because he's missed a ton of games. So you'd, yeah, you'd it's wonder, like three starts. Yeah, You'd wonder, yeah, he missed several games over the years, uh, three to be exact, like you said. So you'd wonder what the what that stuff looks like, but hopefully he can buck the trend come Sunday. And finally, <laughs> Cole Jackson makes another cameo. It is Steelers week. Time to sweep the AFC North road, he tweets. Hashtag Ravens flock. And I don't know what this meme is from. Maybe I should so, know it. I don't know. Well, it? it's it's like a grim... I've seen this meme where people put different things over it, but it's the basically the grim... Weeper, Reaper, Grim. Yeah. Thank you, Reaper. Uh, it, it's used a lot where there's three doors and the first two have been open. He clearly has been in there and comes back out. And there's it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of gruesome. I feel weird explaining it, but there's blood kind of trailing out of each one. So the first door is the Bengals. The second door is the Browns, and then he's knocking on the third door, which hasn't been open yet, and that's the Steelers and the. Um, the Reaper has the Ravens birdie logo over his face. So it's really the Ravens have been the Reaper. Now, I think this is hilarious. This thing, by the time I pulled it, had 3,500 likes. It's been viewed 117,000 times. I think it's hilarious. My thing is, Bobby, is, you know, uh, people like it after we lose. I don't know if you like it after we win. I just like to stay even keel. Okay, this is a week-to-week -week league. I know we're feeling ourselves. We're feeling good. This is a fun tweet. But the Steelers, are they're, they're not – they don't have the talent that they have. They don't have a quarterback that's super off the charts. They've got a good – they've got 
pass rushers, by the way, so let's be careful about this. I just don't like to get too high. I think this is going to be a tougher game than people are talking about, but absolutely the Ravens have an opportunity to go 3-0 and on the road in the division. Ride the wave, Cole. Ride the wave, brother. <laughs> All right, let's get to some emails before we get out of here. The Ravens hosted their annual Purple Evening event in M&T Bank Stadium, and look at our guy. He had a busy day. He was with us. He was probably doing recovery. Gosh knows what. Film prep for Pittsburgh. Who knows? Roquan Smith, of course, attended at night. Again, he was with us around 10.30 a.m., so he had a busy day. Tyus Bowser was also there as well. But on the left-hand side, we want to shout out one of our listeners. I know she's been with us from the jump. I know she's been with me on my personal YouTube channel as well from the jump. That's Caitlin Patrick, who wrote to us, and, and she gave us permission to to share this, which, of course, we were both thinking the same thing. You replied first, and I was like, yep, Sarah, you and I are on the same page. This is awesome. She said, hey, Sarah and Bobby, I'm a big fan of the show. I met Roquan tonight for the YouTube folks. She's on the left-hand side there in the Lamar jersey. And I shared with him that I listened to his interview on my way to the stadium. He said, on the vault? <laughs> it was a fun moment. He's such an amazing person and player, Caitlin. Awesome message, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Thank you, Caitlin. And I'm glad that Roquan was like, yeah, on the vault? That's right. <laughs> Heck yeah. Another one that I wanted to share was from, and this is, again, you can hit us up via email at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Michael Rossi writes in, and he says, I've been a Ravens fan since the beginning and often been frustrated by the general sports media coverage of the team. Bobby and Sarah get this right. They state the facts, good and bad, and capture the team personality, all with fun included. I said goodbye to all other coverage of the team, TV and radio. Of course, actual game excluded. Great job. Keep it going. And I hope we're not tooting our own horn here too much, but that was, that was special. And uh, we hope that that's those of you have similar sentiments out there because we're having just as much fun as Michael is. I can assure you of that. We are having a blast. If you want to feel like we're not tooting our own horn too much, Bobby, here's, here's an evil email to bring us down. Our guy, Jeff Hewitt. Okay, he's he's been a supporter for a while. <laughs> this is good. This is funny. I think it's genuinely also, an accident. This is hilarious. I, we didn't even respond to Jeff yet. Hopefully, he this is. I hope he. I hope he thinks this is funny because it is. It's very funny. Not only a fan of the vault, but he's also a fan of the lounge. I'm a fan of the lounge too. I listen to it. Those are my former former coworkers, Ryan Mink and Garrett Downing. Uh, you know, I was in the lounge a lot, you know, the, the lounge is their actual office. And uh, anyway, he emailed us, but it was to Garrett and Ryan. <laughs> the subject line is Tostitos draft. One of the things they do over there, which is actually really fun, is they always have these off the wall kind of drafts. And I'm assuming they did like a, I don't know, what is this like a, a dip? Yeah, classic dips. So anyway, they always want fans to say who won. Like the fans get to choose the winner between Ryan and Garrett. And um, uh, I don't know. He says winner is Garrett, which doesn't surprise me. Garrett wins a lot oh. of those over there. Um, anyway, Jeff, you might want to resend that over to the lounge. I know they need your votes, but uh, we appreciate you supporting both podcasts. But me and me and Bobby are not Ryan and Garrett. Too funny. <laughs> Couple more. That's awesome. I got a lot of love for that for that too. I, I listened to that yeah. show before I even started my YouTube channel, started our podcast. I would listen to them all the time. Now it's just like a matter of the amount of time in the day time. and whatnot. But uh yep. 
Uh, Irvin Carroll writes in about the AFC North. How about the Ravens being the only team in the conference to score a touchdown in week four? Go Ravens. That's something we didn't mention on uh, on the postgame show. I had seen that afterwards, but thanks for the email, Irvin. And George, oh, shoot. Coconitis? 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 Coquinas? Or is there a T in there? Well, there's a D in there. It's K-O-K-K-I-N-I-D-I-S. Coconitis? Anyway, I'm sure I'm passionate, it, George. Sorry, but thanks for the email. Uh, hey, Sarah and Bobby, we'll finish here. Uh, what do you make of all the injuries the Ravens have? Two possibilities come to mind for me. Was there so much distrust with the previous strength coach that the current staff has overcorrected and been more lax, leading to more soft tissue injuries? Two, are the Ravens taking advantage of their depth and strategically sitting players for minor conditions that other teams would dismiss and start them? Maybe both, something else. Interested to hear your thoughts. I mean, we could talk about this for hours We've, we've mentioned that a lot of these this year have just been freak stuff. Look at what happened to Linderbaum with his ankle getting rolled up. Same, Same thing with, with Ronnie and his knee, right? So, unfortunately, that's stuff that you... Same with the Jabo, by the way. Same with the Jabo, who's dealing with a knee, a knee and an ankle injury and has to make a decision, as we covered earlier in the week, based on what John Harbaugh said during his Monday press conference, much like Marcus Williams had to do earlier this year with that pectoral muscle. He decided to gut through it. We'll see what David does. Uh, don't. It's hard to judge him either way. But this isn't soft tissue stuff that these guys that, are, that we're dealing with. This is freak football plays within the lines. And unfortunately, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So uh, certainly not going to lean into any of the strength and conditioning stuff. It's a new era in Baltimore. We're going to give them a chance here. Scott Elliott, right, who took over for Steve Saunders. Yes, it was a promotion from within. I get that. But I'm not willing to go down that road right now. And then the second bullet point, are the Ravens taking advantage of their depth and strategically sitting players for minor conditions? That that could be something that I would be on to. What do you think? I, I agree with that. And I also, by the way, even though I agree with you that there have been like, look, when a 300-pound man, you know, falls on one of your joints, you know, but I actually, so I agree with actually both of what he said. I think they both could be factors. Also 300 men falling on you are a factor uh, or is a factor, but um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to take it light in training camp and preseason, yeah, you got to get into football shape during the football season. So that could be a factor for sure. But is, is that okay? Because to be honest with you, these are, there aren't a lot of season enders. So I kind of like that better than like losing Marcus Peters and like whoever, I can't remember all of them, but all those in the middle of camp, like I, I prefer, I prefer this, even though it's still not fun. Thanks for the email, George. And if you guys want to hit us up as well, you can do so through email, Baltimore Ravens vault at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from, from you feedback wise. And if you haven't already done so, please consider leaving a rating, writing a review if you feel so inclined in the audio only space. And as always, if you're tuning in through YouTube, like this video, subscribe to the channel. We're coming up on a big milestone, 10,000 total subscriptions in under a year of existence. want to shout out and thank two of our newest patrons, newest, not returning, newest patrons. They just joined in within the last couple weeks here and what they're signed up for is a monthly shout out. So for $4.99, $4.99, they help us out just on the back end of things in building what we're building. And then in return... They hear their names called once a month on hopefully their favorite show. So Devin Conway, Alyssa Thomas, we appreciate both of you for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And if you're interested in doing the same out there and you haven't already done so, visit patreon.com 
forward slash Ravens Vault podcast to learn more about what we're offering, including the small business membership tier, which Jamar Summers is supporting. And that is who we mentioned at the top. So one more shout out to Operational Excellence Advisors, your guide to business excellence and innovation. You can learn more about Jamar's company in the description of this video below and in the show notes. Anything else from you, partner, before we close? Just run into darkness without, what was the word? Run into darkness. Uh, He runs into dark places. Run into dark dark places at full speed. There we go. That's the motivation quote of the day. That's got me fired up, as was just the, you know, when you get a real tight episode, everything's thorough and and just good pace and everything. I'm like, this is this is the nerd, the broadcast and editing nerd in me. I'm fired up about this. Let's finish up there. So uh, again, this is your Wednesday morning vaults. We will be back on Thursday with a fresh one. And Thursday will also be a dual episode day. Later that afternoon, Brooke Pryor rejoins the show. She is ESPN Steelers reporter up there in Pittsburgh. She'll join us on Thursday afternoon. We'll also have a morning vault as well. So plenty more content. Which, yeah, I I think we can get some grace on not doing the mailbags these days. But we will return to those, and we want to hear from you as always. So thanks so much for my partner and co-host, Sarah Ellison. I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Wednesday morning vault edition. We'll talk to you soon.